I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created so I could have candid conversations with my confident committee. We'll talk about what you care about most, walking in your purpose, finding freedom, and becoming the woman God created you to be. So come join the committee, sis. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. So happy to have you back. Today, I'm going to be talking about what to do when you feel socially awkward. And I have a soft spot for this area because I used to feel very socially awkward. I was the girl who would say, oh, I don't know how to make friends. I don't know how to talk to guys or I don't know how to make girlfriends. And what I found was that those are lies from the pit of hell. And I will say the same for you. If you have those limiting beliefs that you can't build friendships or you're too afraid to talk to the opposite sex, I have good news. That's just not the truth. You can do it. You just may not have the skills that you need yet. But that is the beautiful thing about this podcast because I want to give you my life hacks on this. First off, I want to share with you how I used to be. I used to be the type of person who, if there is a party or a get-together or a gathering, I would be a fly on the wall, you know, stick to the sides of the room, not really want to talk to anyone. Not because I don't like people. In fact, I love people. Not because I'm an introvert, because I'm very much so an extrovert, but simply because I didn't feel like I had the social skills needed in order to build relationships or to build rapport with people. I simply hadn't been taught. But this actually all changed whenever my husband and I joined a network marketing business. And what's really interesting is that network marketing gets a bad rap these days. But I actually recommend everybody do some type of network marketing. Just sling a product to somebody. Just do it. Just do it. Um, And I know that's an unpopular opinion, but hey, this is my opinion. It's my podcast. So I'm going to share with you what I actually think. I think everybody should try and... It works or uh, what other kind of stuff they got. They got Rodan and feel. Just try something. Not for the sake of like making money because I think it's extremely hard to make money with those things. And maybe even not for the sake of actually trying to build a business (laughs) or even like falling in love with the products. But more so to change your mentality and to change your mindset when it comes to people. I tell people all the time, I learned more about building a church and more about people when I was in network marketing than when I was in ministry. I definitely believe that network marketing taught me about ministry. And here's why. I went to a lot of trainings during this season of my life. And these trainings were trainings on, hey, how do you talk to people? How do you show up around people? What do you expect from people? What are people's natural tendencies? How do people think? And because I was a part of these trainings, my whole mentality shifted around people. I realized we all want someone to talk to. We all want to be asked about. We all want to talk to someone. We are relational people. And a lot of us have the same fears. A lot of us have the same concerns. And so if you understand people, then you can build relationships. If you understand people, you can have conversations. So if you understand people, you won't be socially awkward. So one of the key trainings that I went to whenever I was in this network marketing thing back in Dallas was that 
you need to ask questions. You need to master the art of asking questions. A lot of times people think that they're socially awkward or or they're introverted when in fact they are simply not good question askers. Becoming a question asker is a game changer. Here's the thing. A lot of people are used to being preached at. They're used to YouTube. They're used to podcasts. They're used to IG and Facebook Live and Periscope. People can find a good sermon. And I'll tell you what, there are a lot of good preachers out there. There is no shortage of good preachers. There is no shortage of good teachers or good business advice. Anything you need to know about, you can pretty much Google it. Okay, people do not have a shortage of information. And honestly, people are so used to being the listener. People are used to being talked at. So you want to know what sets you apart when you ask questions. And asking questions is a really good gateway to even share the gospel, invite people to church, meet a new uh, friend and get them connected into a community, invite people to your small group, Build a ministry. If you're called to work with people or if you simply just want to be around people, you're going to need to learn how to ask questions. You don't want to be a conversation hog. It's really important that you don't feel the pressure to just find something to talk about that relates to you. And that's what happens with a lot of people who feel socially awkward or feel like they can't hold a conversation or feel like they can't build genuine relationships is because they're conjuring up something to say. So they'll say, uh, I had Subway for dinner last night at 6.21 p.m. And everybody's like, okay, I don't care. Or even another thing is that other people will become the topic of conversation and gossip begins to happen. Why? Not because they're trying to put a target on someone else's back, but simply because they ain't got nothing to talk about and they don't know what to say. And so they make other people the topic of conversation, which also isn't good. You want to know how to just make great conversation? Stop trying to find some random stuff to talk about like the weather. Just ask the person questions. Everybody loves talking about themselves. Everybody loves being heard. Everybody loves having the opportunity to share what's on the inside of them. And whenever you are that interested extrovert, you become everybody's best friend. Everybody's going to know you as that person who asks great questions and builds great relationships. And so you may be wondering, well, what happens whenever I run out of questions to ask? Well, I have an acronym, and I learned this in network marketing too. And this is the acronym, F-O-R-M. What does that spell? Form. I feel like that's a cheer. F-O-R-M. What does that spell? Form. Anyways, form. F stands for family. O stands for occupation. R stands for recreation. And M stands for message. Family occupation, recreation, and message. This, I use this, I do it subconsciously now. I remember when I first started using it, I had to consciously think of it. But now I subconsciously use this without even realizing it. I guess that's the same thing as subconsciously. But I'll subconsciously use this and it guides my conversations with people and I am never in a room where I'm uncomfortable. And it's been years 
in which I've been in a room and I've been uncomfortable because I have mastered the art of asking questions and I use the system form. Now, let me break it down for you. S stands for family, or it can also stand for where you from. So family, where you from? So you meet a new mommy at the playground. Your kids are playing together. She looks like she's probably about your age and you're interested in learning about her. So you say, hey, are you guys from around here? Where is your family from? So that can have to do with your family or where they're located. They could say, oh yeah, we're in the uh, Decatur area. We're in the Buckhead area. We're here, we're there. And then you can you know, talk about where you're from and how you can relate to that or hey do you like living out there how do you enjoy that area how is the drive out here anything having to do with their location or their family then you can move to oh occupation okay so do you work out there you you're in you're in buckhead do you work out there yes no okay so what is it that you do you work for yourself or you know you're a teacher whatever it may be you're figuring out what is it, what it is that this person does for work. This creates great conversation and honestly, it can be a springboard in which the conversation can flow and go in a completely different direction. But let's say it doesn't go in a completely different direction and you're still following that track. So you've talked about, you know, your family, where you're from, what your occupation is. And then R stands for recreation. So what does that person do for fun? What do they do in their free time? So, hey, are, are you a part of a church anywhere around here? Or um, do, you guys, do you go to any gyms around here? What do you guys like to do for fun? What do you do for recreation? Um, and I think recreation is pretty formal language, but it helps with the acronym form, helps you to remember it. And so you just figure out what that person just really enjoys doing. What, what is it that they're passionate about? Not everybody is passionate in their job. So it's important to not just ask about what you do for a living, but what do you do to enjoy life? Um, and so that tells you a lot more about that person and um, what they care about. And last but not least, M is message. M is what you're going to leave them with. So let's say your kids are done playing at the playground. You need to get your kids uh, down for bedtime, feed them dinner. And so you have to head out. But you don't want to leave without connecting with that mommy. So your message is, hey, I really loved connecting with you. You're super interesting. I'm always looking for other mommy friends. Here, take my number. Or here, Follow me on IG or can I follow you on IG um, or let's connect on Facebook, whatever it may be. Your message is what you leave them with. Or let's say you're trying to share the gospel and you've gone through the F-O-R-M. Well, M is the message. It's just like, well, if, if you ask them for recreation, if they're a part of church and they say no and then they don't know Jesus, that could be a really great segue into, well, I have the best answer the best gift that I could possibly give you, um, which is Jesus. And so always go into environments um, with people that you're going to be gleaning from with a humble heart and a curious mind where you're willing to ask really good questions. Also, when it comes to the people that you're mentoring and pouring into, it's really important that you're not just pouring into them from a place of what you think they need, but you're pouring into them from a place of what they actually need. And I see this tragic mistake made time and time again where assumptions are made about what what people need. And because this happens, we're prescribing 
a preach to people that they don't really even need and nobody even asked for. And uh, nobody likes to be preached at or taught at or um, nobody even likes getting solutions to problems they don't have. <laughs> so it's important that you're able to identify and pinpoint the problems that the people you're pouring into have before you start spouting off with answers. I'll give you an example of this so I don't sound so haughty. Um, but this happened to me whenever my husband and I did our first small group together back in Dallas. We were in college. I want to say I was 20 years old um, and he was 21. And we had started a, a young adult ministry. It was called The Path. It was attached to the church that we were at during that time. And Michael and I, during this time, we were on a kick of watching apologetics. We just wanted to know how you can defend the gospel. And we wanted to talk about all the deep stuff in the Bible. And so we came to these Bible studies and we started talking about all of these deep apologetic things, learning how, um, talking about how to defend the faith, talking about how, how can you engage in spiritual warfare um, what does revelation mean? And it was just really deep stuff, the Greek and the Hebrew. And it was honestly way too much. <laughs> but we were just young Christians and we had, we had bright eyes and bushy tails and we didn't know no better. And so one day, one of the girls uh, that was in our Bible study comes up to us and they're like, Hey guys, I kind of feel like I don't belong because... I don't really understand what you guys are talking about. And I'm a pretty new believer. And I just thought it would be, uh, you know, what's going on in our lives and, you know, how we can get to know Jesus more. And this is some really deep stuff that I, that's really over my head. And it just seems really complex. And Michael and I were so convicted. We were teaching on what we thought people wanted to know. And we were teaching on what we were excited about. But we weren't actually solving a problem that people actually had. And from a place of assumption and from a place of pride, we said, this is what people need. Instead of being question-led, hey, what is it that you expect from this Bible study? Hey, what is it that your needs are? Is your greatest need for a community? Or are you looking to learn apologetics? Are you looking to learn the Greek and the Hebrew? Or are you looking to memorize John three sixteen? Because those are two completely different approaches to small groups. All right? So, that is a big mistake that we made when we were first starting out in ministry, really early on in ministry. And it was one of the most valuable lessons that we learned. I don't regret it. I'm really glad that we made that mistake because, you know, moving forward, we're always going to be thinking, okay, let's ask people what they need before we try to solve a problem that don't exist. So asking questions is one of the most amazing life hacks in the world. And I even believe that if Christians can get really good at asking questions, we'll start making more friends outside of our Christian circle and we'll start meeting more unbelievers, more people who don't think like us and that don't act like us and that don't talk like us because instead of us trying to preach to them all the time and telling them what we think and we believe, we'll actually approach them from a place of, Hey, who are you? What is it that you think? What is it that you do, you believe? Why are you so turned off by God? Where is your hurt? Where is your pain? And when we become that interested extrovert, people flock towards us. And that really truly becomes ministry. And it opens up people's minds. Because here's, what's ha here's what happens. 
People say, oh, enough about me, enough about me. What about you? What is it that you believe? Um, how did you get to know God? What is your relationship with religion or whatever it may be? And then that opens up uh, an uh, amazing opportunity to share the gospel. And so understand that asking questions softens the heart of the other person receiving it. And um, everybody loves talking about themselves. And it's a wonderful way to build relationships with women, with men, with people who are new to a ministry. It's a really great way to relate to mentors, to relate to mentees, to relate to friends. Honestly, asking questions is one of the greatest life hacks there is. And so I just wanted to share that with everyone um, so that if you're feeling socially awkward, well, you don't have to anymore. I hope that this is the answer to all of your problems. And I want you guys to try it out. So try it out. Give it a uh, seven-day free trial. And if it doesn't work, I'll give you your refund of uh, free information. Okay? So go ahead. Try that out on people. And, and actually try it. Like really get into the habit of asking people questions. And watch it revolutionize your relationships. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're a part of the Confident Committee, then do your part. Leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. If you haven't already, join our Facebook community, The Confident Committee, and follow us on Instagram at Confident Woman Co. As always, stay confident. I've been dreaming.